Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm back. The Rocker Report Extra Podcast. It's been absolutely ages. I kind of, I think last year sort of, I don't want to say give up, but towards the end it just became a bit fruitless, didn't it? But we're back. We've got a new chairman. We've got new players. We've got rid of a lot of the shite. We've got a new season. There's a bit of optimism there, you know, so far. Don't really know how long it's going to last. Hopefully it does. Hopefully we're out of this division as soon as possible, but easier said than done. And to discuss what the division is going to be like and what our first team, Charlton, who is a team we know quite well, especially if you were born in the 90s. I've got Nathan from Charlton Live. How are you doing today, Nathan? You all right? Yeah, not bad. Living the dream, mate. You? At the minute, Ella Short's gone. <laughs> That's kind of the closest to living the dream as we can get, mate. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going, to be, um, it's going to be interesting. You'll find it interesting, especially the away grounds that you're probably going to go to that you probably never think you'd ever go to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ackwent and Stanley's a bit... I, I don't want to sound like a football snob, but I never thought... I thought those days had gone, if I'm honest, but they're back. And I suppose you've got to embrace them. And I think we have. A lot of people have embraced it, but I think the big thing with Sunderland at the minute, and I think everyone will probably agree with me here, is the simple fact that we've got a new chairman. Yeah, not everyone's... A hun- I mean, 95% of people seem to be on board with the, the, you know Stuart Donald, but you've always got that 5% that moan and whinge, but everyone seems relatively positive but I suppose you know winning games is what will really turn that into a snowball effect but at Charlton it's a very different story isn't it I mean I'm trying to read up on what's going on with Lee Boyer but you know what I've got you at hand you're the expert you're the subject matter expert what's going on um (laughs) see this yeah you'd think but to be honest it's I mean the whole takeover stuff's been going on for, for it seems like an age now I mean February was the last uh, when it's first heard the, heard the rumblings of this Australian consortium um, who were shown an interest. Uh, obviously, with Roland there at the moment, there's obviously sticking points. People read up on it and give their two pence worth, which is fine. But I'm just in the camp that, you know, just just have to wait till it's official because, you know, it's obviously there's obviously a sticking point somewhere. We don't know what it is. Whether or not Boia will be um, appointed permanent manager come Saturday, it is possible, um, but the whole the whole situation at Charlton at the moment is it's just a never ending story. Which you know it's difficult. It's different for you guys because obviously you've had the the change in ownership. Which you know for you guys, you hopefully it's going to be positive, and obviously for you guys, it's going to be a case of stopping that losing mentality, so to speak. Which I think you finished on a high towards the end of the year, haven't you? So 
yeah it's a it's a fresh start um but for us it just seems to be a nightmare for the last obviously last two years um and we just want it ended um and have a new ownership like you guys have i think it's funny because when you when you look through the division and obviously i think any self-respect and Sunderland fans got to be looking at us getting straight out this division but when you look at the, the teams that you know probably challenge us for promotion uh, the season, hopefully, if we do go for it, Charlton are up there, but there's so much upheaval. What what is the situation with Lee Boyer at the moment? Um, see, obviously, Bo's come in last year, and it was obviously when Robinson was in charge. He's obviously now at uh, Oxford, uh, and, and, and Robinson was stuck in his ways in terms of his tactics. So it was always four two three one, win, lose, or draw in the game. That's what he was doing. Uh, Bowyer came in, put two up top. He plays a little very narrow formation, which might be good for you guys because I know you obviously uh, Reese James is out at the moment isn't it and I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're quite light in the fullback areas but he came in he brought the diamond formation in and he played the system that suited the players and we went on a, a sort of a, a run which we never envisaged that we was going to come into we was playing you know we beat what four out of the top six or something we missed that slightly against Shrewsbury and obviously with the situation it is it, it made sense to a point Bowyer as manager, but he's only there at caretaker level at the moment because we don't know if these new owners, whoever they are, obviously they're Australian, not, but if it goes through, if they want him at the helm. So, but Bowyer's come out and said, you know, throughout the process, he's just going to crack on and does what he always does. And that's obviously to try and win games. Um, But like you say, it's it's a bit of a upheaval at the moment. We don't know whether we're coming or going. I think we're what full favourites to be promoted, which I think is very generous. Because I think there's a lot of teams out there with better squads. You look at the teams of like Peterborough and Plymouth who have bought some very good players. Um, and we're sort of just getting rid of ours, it seems. And then we're going to have to rely a lot on you. I was looking through sort of the signings that you brought in because normally you can look at results and look at the last five results and so on and so forth. But I've been looking at, you know, because it's a, it's preseason's first game. I was looking at who you'd brought in. And with Sunderland at the moment, we've brought a lot of people in. There's a lot of people... Um, saying, oh, you know, we need more strikers. We've only really brought in Jerome Sinclair, and I'm, I'm sure that'll happen. We've been linked to Charlie Wyke, but mm. but with your situation, how much is that affecting bringing players in with it, you know, aside from Lyle Taylor, of course, who you you took office, I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I mean. I mean, I was, I mean, when Lyle Taylor was linked with you guys, it, w- it was a surprise that he did come to us because, in my opinion, I think you're probably more or less got the I mean with the signings you've got for sure you're going to be up there or thereabouts but I think it's probably more of a geo- uh, geographical uh, thing for him obviously coming around from you know raised in South London but like yeah so I mean we've we bought in Taylor um, we've bought in Darren Prattley is you know it's a good sign at that level but you know yeah. he's, he's getting on a bit now he's not, not spring chicken is he so but and like you say, it, it probably will play a part of if, if a player's looking at us. It's like, well, you don't really know, is it a happy place? You know, there's a lot of doubt at the moment. It, and I, for me, it must play a part, but there's, it's obviously Roland obviously wants to cut the cloth accordingly, to put it as an understatement along the lines. And obviously, Bowie's just got to get on with it. He's obviously, we've just sold Josh McGuinness as well um, for a fee rumoured to be around 200000 which is, again, is laughable, but... Um, he's obviously doing what he's doing, but it's hard to attract players when you, you know, when you're in the light, when you're in the press, and it's all negative. I mean, why would you move to us at the moment? We're still, you know, in comparison to the other clubs, no disrespect, one of the biggest clubs in that league still. But obviously, it's still going to be a distraction for players to come to us. 
the the thing with Lyle Taylor again, I, I I don't know. I didn't know whether I expected him to go to us. I, I kind of had a feeling he might want to stay down south. Mm. So I wasn't I wasn't too surprised. But I think what made me realise that I knew he was definitely going to Charlton. I think was I think Ian Hart is his agent, and obviously Boyer and I could be wrong with that, but Boyer and Ian Hart. I'm assuming something happened there. So maybe that was one of the reasons you brought that guy in. But aside from that, there's only been Darren Prattley you brought in. It's only been, is it two players you brought? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously on, on Taylor, we tried, we did inquire about him in January. Um, Cause I mean, he scored, I think he scored one in three mm-hmm. goals for, for AFC Wimbledon that were struggling to do that. A struggling team, you know, you've got to have something about you. Um, we inquired in January and obviously we knew he was becoming a free um, in the summer and then obviously with your predicament obviously you got down and then he was going to be a main main rival I do believe that you know I think you guys offered him a better financial package which wouldn't surprise me but yeah whether or not because obviously he, Ian Hart and Bowes at Leeds there might be something there oh, I'm not I'm not too sure but yeah so we signed Taylor um, Darren Prattley but I don't think he's going to be match fit for Saturday well that's what Bo said anyway but we've got um Igor Vettikaili back, which seems like a new signing, but he was on loan out uh, last year at Belgium. He looked good, but then he got injured. So a lot of our a lot of our attacking players are injured. So we're quite down to the bones, so to speak, for yeah. Saturday. But I mean, you know, Bo's come out and said that he does want another goalie because we've only got Dylan Phillips, who's played a handful of games, you know, in the senior in the professional leagues. He's played at national league. Um, I think he's after another striker winger. Um, and obviously we're still light at centre-back and centre-midfield. So we've still got a lot to come in, but it all depends on how much Roland's going to give, which the, the, the rumblings that happen isn't very much. So, And I think the, the, the transfer window finishes earlier this year, doesn't it? But then the loans Ninth, you can... Yeah, and then the loans you can do to the end of the month. So, we've just, I mean, if you look at the squad that we had last year, I think we've got about six players are no longer here especially you know with Ben Amos going to Mere Wall Jada Silva going back to Chelsea women's going to the championship obviously Mavadidi we've got a load of players that have, have gone and haven't come back so it, oh, I think you know I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic but I just think when we know because I think we've got four or five players you know Fos who's out for six weeks uh, Vetter Cayley's out for six weeks Billy Clark's out for six weeks Reeves is out for six weeks um, so when they come back, it'd be fine. But once we get an injury, which this this league is Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, it takes its toll. And that's what I think we're going to struggle with. So for sure, Bo- Boya does need to get some players in, but it depends. He doesn't control the purse strings. So going like looking at us, I suppose, on, on the flip side, we've had this we've had this takeover. We brought a lot of players in, but we've only mm. recently spent money. If you look through sort of the, the squad we've brought in, we've only really spent money off the top of my head on, on Jack Baldwin. Now the the weird thing being a Sunderland fan, and again, it's it's it's. I would like to think it's not ignorance, but it's like the fall from grace has been pretty fast, and getting a grip on which players we brought in. A lot of people have had like an open mind, but we don't really know that much about certain players. And you mentioned Rhys James before. Mm. Now, if you look through the players we brought from League One, we've got like Baldwin, we've got Rhys James, we've got um, I think I'm pronouncing this right, O'Neill from Wickham. Well, from an outside perspective, looking in, it, without sounding really, really ignorant towards the other teams and no disrespect to them, we've never been in this division. We don't really watch this division. From a League One team looking at Sunderland, 
what do you think of our squad as we're building it up? Does it look like a good, solid squad looking from the outside looking in? Yeah, I, th- I think I, obviously when I've looked at the, um, I've kept up with your signings because obviously you're going to be one of the rivals to go up. Hopefully, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're you're buying good. Uh, good players for this league so I think I don't know who you do have in the background to do the scouting but whoever it is does know the league or is definitely getting advised correctly on the league because Jack Baldwin's a very good get, good, good centre-half he's very good on the ball Luke Honing's uh, pacey he's just come up from Wickham um, will he make the step up to League One I don't know but he's definitely worth, worth a risk I think Jerome Sinclair I think for me I mean I know you've got uh, the guy from was it Hibernian the, the Dylan uh, Dylan yeah. Yeah, so he looks a good player. I think Jerome Sinclair has got pedigree, but again, he hasn't had too many games. But I think that the the thing in this league, you're going to need someone who's going to get you 15 goals. And that's what we struggled with last year. I think we we had one of the top six defences, I think, in the league. But our our scoring record was appalling. And that's where we fell short. So I think if you get, you know, if you had, say, you know, we both know Darren Bent, if you had someone of that ilk you know, in this league, you'd win. You'd win you, you, Peterborough last year. They had Jack Marriott who banged them in for fun and they didn't even get into the playoffs. So, and that's and that's where that's where the fine line is. So I think if you get a decent striker in, which I'm sure, obviously, um, your gaffer's trying to do, I think you're definitely a force to be reckoned with. But the signage you've made so far, for sure, uh, very good for this level, without a doubt. Yeah, and I mean, McGeoch, I, I actually live in Glasgow, so I, I get to see a little bit of Scottish football when I'm when I'm not watching something. So I've seen it quite a bit of McGeoch and I've seen a lot of obviously McLaughlin, the goalkeeper. And mm. a, a big reason we went down last season, to be honest with you, it wasn't so much the, the goal score and grabbing obviously scored plenty at the start. We plenty of games were doing three three. It was the goalkeeping was just so shambolic. And I think watching McLaughlin, that's kind of helped, but we do need someone to come in and I like the Blackburn who went up last year and they had two strikers that scored 15 goals or 14, 15, like Danny Graham, weirdly enough, who we would laugh at, but somebody of that ilk, you mentioned Darren Bent. I, I personally would never have him back because I can't stand him, but <laughs> um, that kind of ilk, someone who, you know, is going to just be in the right place at the right time. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And there was a there was a there was a young chap who um went on loan to Blackburn towards the end of the last season. I know he I know he probably plays for a team that you don't really like, a guy called Adam Armstrong. Yes. Um he was very good at this level. Um I don't obviously I can't envisage him coming to you on loan. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd be welcomed. But uh, I mean it's it's players like that where they don't, you know, you're, you're not going to have to break the bank. I mean, you look at, um, I know you guys were linked with Mohamed Issa um, yes, earlier are. in the window. You've got players at the lower leagues that you can get. Um, you've just got a scout right. And Peterborough, for one, are the, one of the best teams in the league who always pick these players up from the lower leagues. I think they had um, they had a guy called Ricky Miller who hasn't worked out for him. Um, but they're the sort of, you know, Peterborough leading the way of always picking up bargains and, and I mean, if you can pit find those players, Sunderland as a pool, you know, you're going to have a lot of players from League Two that could step up, and you could definitely get, you could find a few down there. Um, it's obviously just finding them, which is the issue that everyone has. For sure, and I think, I think, from the outside looking in, from from what we know, it looks like Charlie White's the sort of number one target. But I, I quite like the idea of Jerome Sinclair. Do I? 100% trust he's going to get 15 goals I don't know mm. yeah see Jerome Sinclair I think he's one of these I always see a lot of forwards in my time especially at the lower leagues that they seem to 
tend to start out wide and they get tried in the central position because I think Saclair, you never really see him down the centre a lot. He might sort of come out wide to positions. Um, I mean, Charlie White could be a very good signing for you guys. He's obviously the bigger man. Yeah. Um, but he is very, I know you probably hear a lot, he's good, a big, you know, he's got good feet for a big guy, but he actually has, he's a handful. He puts himself about, he works hard, and he's good with his feet. So you know, when we played Bradford last year, he was, he was obviously the standout player for them. Um, so, but again, if so, if you did get Charlie White, um, that is a force to be reckoned with, especially if you have got Sinclair on the last shoulder or you could, he could start out wide or whatever. Um, but you know he's a very good player. I don't know how much that you. How much would they say you was going to pay for him? Seven hundred and fifty, eight hundred thousand, maybe a million. Mm. I think. Which I think mm. at, at this league, if he scores you fifteen goals and gets us up, what, what's a million pound in, in football these days? When you've got Martin Waggon going for eight million, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like Peter Peterborough just got Jason Cummins on loan from Forest, which is an unbelievable signing. That's lovely. Great signing. Um, alongside Jack Marriott in itself is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think Peterborough are probably under um, undervalued in terms of of having a good go at it. Um, Plymouth have made a lot of signings, but it's the, it's the different. It's that little little bit of quality in the final third, which if you know if you can get it, you're going to have a chance because yeah, you're going to concede goals in this league, no, no doubt about it. It's not the prettiest of leagues. Um, you have a few teams that try and play football, but if you're good at if you're good in the final third. It doesn't, you know, you can ship a few goals yeah. here and there. Um, and, I, yeah, I think White would be a great signing for you. But obviously, I think he's a bit out of our reach in terms of number, in terms of funds. That, that That's where I feel at the minute. I think, I mean, again, like I said, I'm, I'm saying I feel confident, but I'm, I'm coming from a perspective of not really knowing these players we're bringing in. Like, mm. I, I know McGeoch. I know um, I know a little bit about Ozturk. Um, I know a little bit about Maguire because he was at Aberdeen um, a few years ago and... But I, I still feel, in my little silly way, not really knowing these players, that we're just one or two strikers away from being probably one of or, or the favourite for going up. I mean, I, I don't know if we are. From an outside looking in, are, are we the favourites to go up? Would we, we be the team to fear, do you think? Or? Yeah, I think, I mean, if the bookies, I think you're evens to be promoted. Um, and that's not even as champions. So I think if you if, if you look at odds to go be up as champions, you'll probably be one to five on probably. Um, but I think the only difficulty that you might might have is obviously getting that blend together early doors. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, obviously we had it as well when we got relegated. The worst thing that you can do is is still have that losing mentality. So if you do lose those first, if you don't win in three, say for example, um, I think that's where the challenge comes because you're going to have a new team. You're gonna, you know, you're trying. He's obviously had a massive clear out to get rid of the losing mentality. Um, but yeah, I mean, when the fixtures come out, when I saw where you had you first, at first I was like, oh no, didn't want that. But then in the, on the flip side, I thought, well, you know, Sunderland away is probably going to be the most difficult away game in the whole league, a because the fan base, bigger stadium, and obviously in terms of players, um, and then you can get it out of the way. But I think. A lot of te- what, what you'll find, especially at the stadium a lot, which we found the last two years, is you do have a lot of teams coming back, uh, coming to you guys and sitting behind the ball. Yeah. Um, so you'll see a lot of the ball, um, but and that you know teams will play very narrow, um, and that's where you're gonna gonna need. That's which I said earlier. Where you're gonna need that something in the final third, because you if you're just gonna have you know Charlie White in the box, and you're just gonna get it out wide and get Adam Matthews going across the ball. You can do that all all the time, but 
the teams like, you know, the Walsalls and stuff, they're just going to have two big lumps at centre-half who will just have it all day long. Um, so that's why I think you're going to have that little bit. You need that little bit of nous, especially in like a number 10 or someone in, who's good on the ball in that central midfield position. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we're going to try and enjoy it on Saturday. I'm not very confident. Um, <laughs> but I don't think a lot of teams will be in this league, um, especially going to the stadium. I mean, because I know you've still sold a fair amount of season tickets. In yeah, over 20,000. Exactly. You're going to have the biggest ground. You're going to have the biggest attendance by a long, long way. I think, I don't know how much we've, how many we've, we had this so far this year. I think last year our attendances was something stupid, about six, 7,000. Um, I could be wrong on that number, but in a, what, 20, 28,000 seat stadium, it's pretty sparse. But, um, but yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be there to be shot at. I'm not going to make two, two ways about it, but I mean, you, surely you guys will expect that. Um, and I think as long as you expect that a lot of people are just going to sit there behind the ball, um, sometimes it might not be pretty. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what you've got to do to get out of this league. We I, we do have the um uh, the, the home form's been really bad as well. I mean, truth be told, if you take out preseason games, because I've seen some that went six 0 about two weeks ago at St Mirren, and then I seen us beat Livingston last year. I haven't seen someone win at home. I've got a season ticket and. The two games, three games you went at home last year, I missed. We beat Wolves 3 0 the last game this season. Mm. We beat Fulham 1 0. So there is a big, what I'd like to do if I was, you know, in an ideal world is, is win our first three home games. Even if mm. we just draw the away ones, just kind of get it out of the way. Because if you if we start again, like not picking up points at home, the, the atmosphere does change. And it, it, is, it is something people might not like hearing this, but it can be overly optimistic or overly pessimistic it's really hard to find that middle ground with something and, and you know because of reasons like the seasons we've had in the double relegation you can't expect people to be like you know going absolutely nuts about it but at the same time but I was thinking because I mean I was born in 86 I'm guessing by your email you were born in 87 um, yeah that's right yeah so our timelines of teams playing each other uh, you know, I remember Charlton. I remember Clive fucking Mendonca uh, very, very well. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that bastard. Um, and he's a Sunderland fan. Oh, he know. is, he is. And I, I, like, I remember a lot of stuff about sort of Charlton Charlton games. I remember obviously drawing 0-0 the season that we got beaten in the playoffs when it was 4-4 at home. I remember I remember us scoring three own goals and you won 3-1. But I was trying to think, when was the last time we played Charlton at home? Can you remember it? If I had I had a guess, yeah, I would guess when Darren Bent scored, you'd be right. You'd be one hundred percent correct. Yeah, I was looking right. through some of the names in the team from a Sunderland perspective. You've got John Stead. <laughs> he's still going, and he's somewhere. Yeah. Andy Gray, Andy Gray's there as well. Andy and Gray, he, as in the forward. Yes, yeah, the we worst forward we I've ever him, seen. We, we had him after you guys, I think. Oh, well, yeah, Andy Gray. Did he go to Burnley after you? Burnley after us. I think we yeah, got him and then from we... Sheffield United, I think. Yeah, and we got him from Burnley. Horrific. Horrific striker. <laughs> Probably the worst. He was like, he's like so bad. He kind of almost goes under the radar and people say people like John Stead and Altador. But if you remember Andy Gray, Jesus, I mean, that guy was not good. It's really been that long since we played you. When I look through Charlton's team, as much as it was 2005, I think, you look through Charlton's team, it's actually, it reminds me of like 90s random footballers. Like you've got Romadal, Darren Ambrose, <laughs> Chris Perry, Herman Horidison. Things have changed, haven't they, a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah, literally. I mean, because we got relegated. Um, 
and then we we literally had a really poor season um, when Pardew was there in the championship. Oh, our friend Alan Pardew. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Well, I, I bet you're he's your your friend, but he's not one of ours. But and he used to play for us. But yeah, and so then obviously. <laughs> and so then we 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 went down and um, we had a we lost in the playoffs again. Um, we've had not much luck since '98, uh, and then uh, and then we. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then and then we went up when Chris Powell came in and literally done what obviously your Jack Ross is doing now and literally tore the squad apart and built a new one, um, and then we won it by the you know the biggest league one total um, points um, was there comfortable and then we went down and we can't get out of it because uh, I think obviously with the owner with the different managers he bought and he underestimated the league and I think that's the worst thing. Yeah, um, what you can do is underestimate. I mean, because you're going to get. I'm not going to lie. You're going to. You you might beat teams five nil most weeks, but there'll be one game, probably against no offense, like a, a Walsall or something, and then yeah. they'll they'll win one nil with a dodgy penalty, and you'll be raging. I mean, you're going to get those games. Um, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, and 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 it's sometimes not. It's not you know the best team always wins. I know it's a cliche, but it's eleven v eleven, and anyone can win. And that's the difference between this league and say the maybe the championship because you know you could be top of the league and lose lose three nil. So it's like you beat Wolves three nil last game of the season. Yeah, you had nothing to play for. Maybe they didn't, but anything can happen. Um, and it's 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 just been a difficult time. And we you know we don't sit there and think you know we have to be in the championship. We deserve to be in. The, we don't. We're not like that. I think we're a championship club. I think I the championship maybe bottom half, you know, Premier League maybe, but times have changed and you've just got to, this is what it is and you've just got to roll your sleeves up and get on with it. Yeah. Looking through sort of Charlton's team and I actually did remember and I recognise some players. I'm not as ignorant as I, as I maybe thought I was, but which players would you say we should look out for? Because I've noticed you've got people like, you've got uh, Chris Solly, obviously a right back, I believe, uh, Forster uh, Kasky, who used to be at, uh, I want to say Redden, was it he was at? He was quite highly rated. Yeah, he was at Andrew to Brighton as well, yeah. Brighton. That's, I think it was Brighton he may have been at, but w- if you could pick three players that we really should be looking out for, uh, who you think could be your match winners, who, who would it be? Well, I mean, it's difficult because Saturday, all of our best players are out. So mm-hmm. if we had a fully fit squad, you'd say Tariq Fosu is our best player. Billy Clark is the one that makes it happen. He's injured. And obviously Lyle Taylor, um, who's obviously injured. Um, so for Saturday, I mean, our forwards are going to be very young. But you're going to be very... Um, it's going to be from the youth academy. Chris Solly's a solid right back. But in terms of match winners... Jake Forster, Kasky and Joe Aribo, you know, they can pull something out of nothing, but they're not going to be, they're not going to be flair players in the, you know, in the, they'll arrive late in the box. But if I had to pick one, I would still go with Carlin Grant, who is, um, he's a young forward. We loaned him out to Crawley last year. I think he got 10 goals in since January or something like that. Uh, I can see him starting. Um, but I, I can't, if I'm honest, I can't see many goals, for, mm-hmm. especially from us. On Saturday, um, unless Taylor all of a sudden becomes fit, um, but it's not looking likely. But oh, oh, Carlin Grant's very quick; he can run at defenders, which obviously defenders don't like. But you haven't got John O'Shea anymore, um, no, which I, I would have God. liked. I would have liked to have had him against <laughs> Carlin Grant. It would have made me laugh, but uh, especially because we had some. We I remember we had um, one season. We had Christian Daly and Gary Doherty. <laughs> oh wow, Gary Doherty, <laughs> the ginger pillow. Yeah, back. yeah, wow. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, if I had to pick, I would say, you know, Carl and Grant or Jake Forster, Kasky out the two. But I've probably missed someone off and people probably shout out at me something, saying something different. But <laughs> it's, I, I can't see many goals from us, so you know, but it's, I'd say Jake or, um, or Carlin. And who is it you'd fear most from Sunderland's side? You can pick one, you can pick three. Like, is there anyone you look at and think, shit? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jerome Sinclair does, he's, he's quick. But I mean, if this. <laughs> It, it's difficult because I don't, obviously I don't know what systems you sort of play. I mean, are you guys mainly a four-four-two? Is he going through it as a wing back? What it's is he sort been, of? So in pre-season, Jack Jaguars has kind of played, I would say, sort of possession based, but he seems to have the flat back four, and then he has like McGeoc sort of sitting. But I think McGeoc maybe injured. I could be wrong. I think he, he might be. I think it's touch and go. But he has like McGeoc or Catamol sort of sitting. Oh God, Catamol is still here. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not that surprised, I suppose, because people don't want him. And then we have like uh, we kind of have it, it's kind of like a, a four one two two one or four two four four one uh, four one four one, I suppose, mm. um, in a way. But you've got like the wingers, which will be probably Lyndon Gooch and probably um, Maguire on the other side. He he has sort of played Honeyman as like a number 10. So it's yeah. it's almost like, I think some preseason games, he's had Catamull and McGeoch sitting with Honeyman, Gooch and Maguire like behind what what was Josh Madger, but I'm guessing it's going to be Sinclair unless we signed someone beforehand. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was going to say Honeyman before, but... Um... I mean, Josh Madger, is that the guy from your youth system? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, he, he, made, he came on a couple of times towards the end of our season and scored, didn't he? He's, he actually only scored once. But, oh, um, was that on his debut? Yeah, it yeah. was on his first yeah. game, but he, he actually had a really, really good pre-season last year. I think he was our top scorer in pre-season, but then he got like an injury just before and we went on that really bad run. And by the time he got back in, Grayson, who had had a lot of faith in him, had went so... But he's done really well in preseason. Again, I was down at St. Mirren, obviously, because that was like a bloody home game for me. And mm. um, he held the ball up well. He managed to give the ball well to Gooch and, and Maguire. And obviously, we won 6-0 and he scored two. So, yeah, I think if I'm honest with you, I don't rate him as highly as maybe some people do. But I, I do think he's a he would be a good League One level striker. I don't think, I think you could include him in the first team quite easily. No problem. Yeah, I've, I've, is McGeady injured as well? Is McGeady injured? Yeah, all? he's been out of all. Um, he's been out of because I expected him to be gone. I almost forget he exists. But um, yeah, as far as I'm aware, McGeady wants to stay as well. But he's been out of the whole preseason. Um, he's I think he's out for like another ten days or something. But because otherwise, McGeady I think would absolutely torch this league. If I'm honest with yeah, you, and I'm yeah, not he probably fan, But he's just he's he can pull something out of nothing, McGeady. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, he's injured. We're, we're likely to line up. I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine you'd have McLaughlin in goal. Um, you'll probably have Adam Matthews at left back because I think Rhys James is injured. Donald Love at right back. You, I'm not too sure who'll play centre back. I'm guessing it'll be Baldwin and Leuven's. Yeah. Then you'll have probably Catamol sitting if McGeoch's fit. It'll be Honeyman, Maguire, and Gooch, I would imagine. And then I, I would assume it'll be Madger or Sinclair up front. In, in midfield, I'm not too sure who he'll put next to Catamol if McGeoch's uh, not fit because he's been playing Barley Mumba, but Barley Mumba's 16. Wow. I can't see that happening. That's a bit, it's a big, it's a big, um, it will, it, I mean, is he a, more of a sort of a, an attacking midfielder or is he more of a defensive middle, the bumper? He's like, he's more of a box to box midfielder, but I, I haven't seen him that much. I, I can't see them playing him. And from what I've heard, 
I, I mean, I heard that Jack, Jack Ross doesn't really see him as a first-teamer just yet, but, like, he's um, he has played a relatively big part in preseason, to be honest, so he, maybe he will. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it'd be interesting if he does, because I think the way Bo set up, well, certainly last year, he plays a... Um, we play we he did play four four two but in diamond formation mm-hmm. so we never really had a lot of width um so and, and obviously Jake Forster Kasky and Joe Reba are very good on the ball and I don't know who's going to be sitting in that defensive midfield and rolled or, or who's going to be in the attacking third but we do like to control the ball quite well um we do pass the ball very well uh, but so it'll be interesting if he does because he'll have a lot of um, especially if, if I mean, if Jack Ross has done his homework, he'd obviously want, I mean, to, to beat us. I hope he's not listening. But um, <laughs> the way that you do it is you you, put, you press us high and make us go long. Um, especially now we've not got Josh McGuinness and possibly Lyle Taylor. So, I mean, if you, you're going to press us high and force us to go long, you're going to probably have a lot of the ball. Uh, but I mean, if you put a 16-year-old in the middle, um, and then you're going to have experienced players and players for Charlton that are passing it around him. It could be a bit tricky, but yeah. you never know. I mean, you've got Lee Catamole, who's been there, done it, seen the T-shirt, partial to a yellow card and so. So I'm sure he yeah. knows he knows the game. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. But I think, what we were saying earlier, so I think Honeyman will probably be the danger man. The one yeah. player that I do like from Sunderland, but I think I think he's injured for a, lot, a while, is a guy called uh, Duncan Watmore. Is yeah, that, is that, that's a striker, isn't it? The one who just what, chases around for like what was 15 a real shame. years. What was a real shame? He's had like he's had two long-term cruciate ligament injuries, and I mean, we we did an interview on the site, not not me personally, and uh, with his dad, who's a lovely fellow by all accounts, and he was saying if you if you look back to when Duncan first got injured, he was playing in a front three with uh, Defoe in a really on-form Victor Anichebe. He was in the England under twenty-one squad. By the time he comes back, it's going to be like halfway through a League One season. It's it's kind of a shame because on paper he's probably our best player. No, a bit, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing him. Um, I remember him. Sit, I, I, did he score on his debut as well? Or am I imagining? Yeah, he did. He came on against Norwich and scored, mm. but he chipped in quite a few. When um, yeah, I like used to bring him on quite late on and just get him to like run people ragged for twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he seemed really direct. So, oh yeah. Um, that's so, a word for him, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, obviously, when I was reading, um, when I was reading it up the other day to see what other signings you've been having, and noticed that he was injured long term, which was a real shame. But um, obviously, not for us for Saturday. Um, but obviously, I hope he obviously recovers well and stuff because yeah, I really, really like him. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be interesting, but it's like it is on any first first game of the season because we're all still feeling our way. Not everyone's going to be a hundred percent fit. Um. You're going to have new players, new systems. It'll be interesting to see how you guys start if you're going to start fast because it's a brand new league to the, you know, obviously to obviously you guys in the stands as well. Because I think yeah. you'll probably have quite, and rightly so, a lot of expectation. Um, yeah, I Especially think so. at this level. Um, which I think, you know, is you, you can expect that. And um, I wouldn't expect anything less up there. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, and you know, I'm just hoping we come out, especially as it's us on Sky, because we don't win on Sky. Especially if we come away with something. If we do lose, which I think we will, as long as we don't get pummeled, I'll be, um, I'll be happy. That's <laughs> nice to actually hear someone fearing us for once. But we're just last <laughs> season as well, so you know. Um, so just to end, then obviously, I, I ended like this last year all the time, and some people whinged about it. I don't care. So <laughs> prediction: what what are we going to go for? 
See, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to struggle to see a lot of goals in it for us. But I'm just going to go uh, just for pace for us. I'm going to go. I reckon we'll get an away. Go- I think we'll get a away goal. But I think you might you might sneak it to one or maybe one all. Uh, I'll go one all. I'll go. I'll be optimistic and go for a one one. I'll, I'll take. I'll take a three one. Sunderland, I think. Um, I'm feeling very confident. I don't know why. Um, I think it's like it's it's one of those snowball effects. Negativity kind of snowballs, positivity snowballed. And I'm I'm in the positive ballpark at the minute, but um, we'll see how that goes after Saturday. But hopefully it's still going and I can uh, hammer the Luton fan that I've got next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> but good luck for the season, as long as you it's in the six hours. Thanks for coming on. Um, no worries. This time next year, I'll, I'll feel maybe... Uh, hopefully even more positive than I, I have today but I get the feeling that this is going to be a long old damn season and it'll be the one I tell my grandparents about if you know eh, my grandchildren about even geez that time we went to the, the third tier and got humped off Walsall or something as you said before that's going to happen at some point um, but hopefully it's the only time <laughs> but cheers for coming on mate appreciate it very much good luck for the season and uh, stay in touch I'm sure we'll catch up later in the season yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me and all the best after Saturday. Indeed, you as well, mate. <laughs> Take it easy, mate. Take it easy, fella. So, first extra of the season. Yeah, I'm actually feeling quite confident. Uh, I think most of us are. I don't know if it's just the takeover and stuff like that, but anyone who listened to the, the extra podcast last year will know how it just felt like no matter what the result was going to be on Saturday, the the big thing was the, the chairman, obviously Ellis Short. Obviously, uh, you know it's a very different situation completely with Stuart Donald. I haven't, unfortunately, had the privilege to meet the man just yet. I'm um, obviously Connor Bromley is uh, buddied up with him and, and has become his best friend um, on the podcast. I'm just still stuck in my bedroom here in Scotland, my spare room to be precise. But yeah, I, I like him. Um, I do like him. I think I know there's been some things aimed at him like he talks on Twitter too much but if that's the only complaint we've got then we're doing all right aren't we I don't mind if our chairman goes on Twitter too much I think it could bite him on the arse but I quite like I quite like the way he connects with the fans I like the way he's connected with us personally the the way he's got uh, the club at the moment and I think you know we, how many times did we say this last season all it's going to take is someone to come in and be like all right I'll take this on and, and for short to go and I think I think we've got a good guy. I think we've got an honest guy in charge. I don't think it's going to be plain sailing. There is going to be games, as we discussed, where we might play Walsall and get beat 1-0 off some bloody lump at the back. We might make some really bad mistakes at the back and it might be seem like doom and gloom. And here, go, here we go again with Sunderland. It's not going to be an easy season. Like It's really not. I don't think anyone my age or, or younger will remember a Sunderland side in the third division I was way too young to remember the first time but I'm excited for it you know it's a challenge let's bring it on like why not um I'm not looking at it with you know my, my eyes closed I know what the league is I do like to watch channel five now and again and, and watch some of the teams and you know it, it's a bit like a it can be scrappy games but I'm I'm excited for it I do feel whether the promotion favorites like I said before earlier get the first two or three games, get a win in. I think we might do all right here, you know. Right man in charge. I like the players I've seen bringing in. I really like Chris Maguire. I know he hasn't set everyone's pulse racing, but from what I've seen of him in pre-season at St. Mirren and obviously the, the highlights I've seen, I really like what he seems to bring. He's got a bit of a swagger. I think get a striker that can get us 15 goals and we'll be all right. Um, and, you know, and as Nathan said before, it's not going to be too hard to find someone who can bang in 15 goals. It seems like the hardest thing in the world, but it, it's not. 
I don't think this level. So yeah, I, I hope obviously we're speaking about home win come the Luton game, which I will be back with. I'm going to very much keep this as a weekly thing, especially for the league games, because um, I do enjoy it. Um, I think last year just got a bit, I just got a bit down along with all of us really. But now that Stewart's in, now that we're in League One, now there's new grounds, new fans, and everything to speak about. Yeah, let's go on. Let's do it. Let's all do it together, and let's hopefully see a league win or a promotion at the very least. Uh, jump on next week. See you on Saturday at the stadium. Maybe get behind the lads and let's get those three points. Cheers. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.